The door to Hoskett's office is usually open. Unless he's not there, or he's yelling at someone. But to be fair, he's usually yelling at someone if, if he's there. So the door is usually closed. But just now it's open. The man sits at his rustic, wooden, staghorn-adorned desk, smoothing down his considerable mustache with one hand while the other drums on the desk. He's squinting at the proposed layout for tomorrow's edition of the old Stag Daily, propped up on a miniature wooden easel on the far side of the desk, and he doesn't look happy with what he sees. After several long seconds of shooting concentrated displeasure at the piece of paper through his eyes, as if he could change its contents through sheer force of will, Hoskett reaches out, grabs the stand the mock-up is sitting in, and throws it against the office wall. The resounding clatter of tumbling wood stops every pen in the small office. Every reporter in the place knows that sound. They hear it almost every day. A couple of the veteran reporters, whose desks are carefully positioned out of line of sight of Hoskett's office, put down their writing implements and cover their ears. The proprietor of the old stag daily pounds on his desk once with a meaty fist, and he shouts the now familiar refrain. Get me more dirt on the very capable far! This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play that will turn your children invisible and then just walk away. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Temporarily invisible. They're not gone. That's the making of our... Invisible. Yeah, that's our BBEG right there. Look, (laughs) as a non-parent, I can confidently say what you want is your children invisible but still there. (laughs) Well, children should be not seen but heard <laughs> hello crying out to you from somewhere hello El- elborn's teaming up with panchy blue and no lack evil dave oh man can't wait to if there was him. ever a if there was ever a clear bbeg that you're like there's no way it's evil dave i mean that would just be too easy like no it's totally evil dave it always has been evil dave well, um, <laughs> last week we started in the middle of the night. Akira had a nice conversation with a candle friend who was totally not a stranger because they know her mom. And it wasn't weird or bad or unsettling or anything. After that, everybody read the newspaper and it wasn't super nice to them. Then they finally set out to investigate the technically spy who was likely inching ever closer to their dastardly goal at the same time trying to subtly investigate the possible location of Cassandra Lee, Hellion's dear baby sister. The search took them to the home of Amina Bardley, the matriarch of the Bardleys. She revealed that she'd spotted someone across the Badwater the other day and sent her grandson to chase after them since he was the fastest. The intruder was able to escape and apparently disappear entirely once they hit the tree line, but they left something behind, a single finger symbol. A very Varesian instrument. 
As we closed the last episode, the group was trying to decide their next course of action, head back into town to gather information on the Varesian travelers camped out in the lumberyard, or go straight there to confront them and kill them all, probably, knowing that at least one of them is likely to be the Technic League spy. I mean, that's a great idea. I wasn't thinking about that before, but I mean, I feel like that would just like put a neat bow on everything. Oh, Mm -hmm. I agree. I was also going to say, I'd forgotten that she sent the grandson after the potential murderer. So, (laughs) freely, whose fault is the invisibility or something like that? Good point. Thank you. So, pardon me because no time has passed, but looking at, say, the feet of their party members for a moment and then looking at the boot prints, whose feet are the boot prints the closest to in size and shape? Interesting. Interesting question. Um, Clearly, I suspect one of them. That's why I'm asking now. Uh, Do you have any rings in profession cobbler? <laughs> We're cutting this. Perhaps a knowledge local. <laughs> knowledge feet. And then everyone's just like, oh, yeah, we don't we don't talk about that knowledge. Yeah, we're cutting that out. But anyway, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> did you pay extra? <laughs> um, I would say that the boot prints don't look all that much like any specific um, member of the party's boot prints. Um, because they look they're like tiny. Uh, maybe closest to like Alowins of, of anyone's but does Alowin even leave boot prints <laughs> nobody knows uh, he crocs I'm honestly not 100% sure if he has shoes on I was checking to see if I had magic shoes yet which I don't so he's probably barefoot okay well then they're not like Alowins <laughs> so they're probably um, you know they're smaller than Kira's or Asher's they're they look like boots, fairly. So probably not a big person, just kind of normal size, not like over yeah, six Yeah, like feet. a normal size person. So, uh, Brixby looks down at the boot prints and says, Well, it looks like their feet are uh, a bit smaller than yours, big stuff. Yours, Asher. Halloween, they might be closer to you or me. Well, not me, because I'm wearing cats, but closer to our size of feet. Um, we should take that into account, though. If they can disappear at the tree line, they can likely, magically, or technologically alter their appearance. Yes, of course, it's difficult to tell from merely the print, but I suspect these boots were made for walking. One of these days, I'm just gonna disappear in the tree line. It's not how the song goes. <laughs> As now. So, um, the disembodied narrative voice sort of gave us an option <laughs> to either gather some more information about these Varesians or to, you know, uh, bust in playing good cop, bad cop, weird cop, disc cop, which is also fun. <laughs> mm, well, if we're in a hurry because of, you know, spy things. Maybe it would make more sense to go straight there and play good cop, bad cop, weird cop, disc cop. We should come up with some sort of anagram for that. I'll work on it. (laughs) I think it's done. I'm still of the mind that while we're all the way down here with the Bidley's permission, it wouldn't hurt to 
And sure, we've done all the reconnaissance that we can here before we return. Do you mean into the woods or... That there was a hanging or... Oh, yes, of course. It was difficult to tell. So now that you mention that, it should have felt that ellipses. I would say really around the whole perimeter where they were first spotted and shouldn't take us very long, but perhaps there's something that young Elborn might have missed. I'm down to take a, a peaky deal. Yeah. The peaky finders. Let's go see if we find something. That, yeah. What Absolute do your cow. Asher eyes see? <laughs> Oof. Gets You're asking the second least perceptive of the group. Oh, I intend to perceive. Yeah, so are we doing perception or survival or... Yeah, that's my better stuff. I guess my pers- to, to around the tree line. Oh, you area. can do it, and I can aid. Mine's already rolled, unfortunately. That's what, yep, Jk. Are I identical. They're both minus two, so that was a five. <laughs> I ended up with a twenty-two perception. Uh, I feel like we did survival last time. Uh, no time has passed, uh, but in some ways, it feels like it was millennia ago. Um, so where exactly are these perception checks, um... Tree line. Focused on? Okay. Um... With a 26, I should state, for the people that aren't in the roll 20. And I guess if you're in the roll 20 and you're not in the podcast, what are you doing in there? Get out of the roll 20. Yeah, quit spying on us. But, um... I mean, what do you want to know with that kind of roll? I beg. You won't <laughs> to, to describe the whole forest. Uh, Are you looking for something in, <laughs> in particular? Yeah, I think we're I'm looking, looking for, for like something a, like a John Steinbeck like a trail, maybe like broken sticks or yeah. No. We saw that the tracks just vanished last time. I remember that, but do we see like anything else that looks out of the ordinary? I think is probably what we're all looking for, like anything broken or anything that seems like it shouldn't be where it is. Like maybe something was used to hide. Something. Did a Just piece anything. of cloak get caught on a tree branch whilst they were running? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the tag that says return to and then has their name. Is he still there but just like holding a twig up in front of him? Mm-hmm. Or like anything? <laughs> um, well, it looks like the tracks really did just like vanish after that last set of steps. Like there's, there's no... Um, like covered tracks after that or anything that you can find um as if the person like disappeared or took off into the air or um it's conceivable that they climbed up into a tree but you don't see anybody in in the trees now um i think since those are some pretty good um perception rolls you maybe see that um if you sort of follow the general line you were on and just go keep going straight into the woods, um, about a hundred feet further, this track start up again, and the person ran north out of the woods. Um, they just didn't leave any tracks for a hundred feet. It's like a dimension door. Or... Yeah, that's what it sounds. Like. That's the. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> as a spell that Brixby recently learned. <clears throat> It's gonna take a look down at that, say, possibly transportation magic. I mean, it's a lot of ways to not leave tracks. He looks down at his disc. 
foot if we don't. Uh, and north is just like towards the town, right? Because the bad water is down in the the south area. Yeah, it's sort of going up along the the back side of the main hill that sort of dominates the town. Okay. So like on the other side of the hill is High Home, but on the side you're on is like the bad water. And to the south of that is um like where the Bardleys live, and then there's like farms to the north of where you are through the woods. Farms. We didn't see these woods coming down though, right? Uh, you would have Did like we? come around from the okay. other side, basically. They snuck up on us. It, how is that position towards old Wildfoot? Is that his name? Edic. Proud, Proudfoot? Wildfoot? What's his name? Edic. What's his Edic Widefoot? Wide Widefoot? <laughs> I think it's Widefoot, it's isn't it? No. Wildfoot? I had Wildfoot in my notes. It's been a Wildfoot? while. It's been a while foot. Wildfoot does make more sense than wide Fruit foot. by the foot. <laughs> I like wide foot, but it has changed how I view it's this It's very hobbit. Yeah, no, I was going to yeah, say. say. like One of them sounds like someone who lives out in the woods and is a woodcutter. The other one sounds like an extra in the hobbit. Mm-hmm. Proudfoot, <laughs> wide foot. Um, let's see. Headache's Lumberyard. Where is it on my gazetteer? Yeah, Headache wide foot. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. How in- intriguing. Um, the lumber yard is, is back the way you came. It's actually further south than the Bardleys. Oh. Hmm. And this is just one of those, like, my character has superhuman intelligence and I do not moments <laughs> <laughs> where I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, even the characters would make the decision we kind of made, like, let's just go talk to the first. It's like, in fact, hang on. I think maybe the best course of action is to just go confront them and see if we can find this person. Maybe with a gentler word than confront, like, um, friendly greet. Could meet with them and conversate. Uh, can we roll any, like, a knowledge local or something, or anything that could give us a little bit more information, not to gather... Not like a diplomacy to gather info, but like, a, can we recall anything about like the structure of Parisian caravans or like any, I don't know, customs or ways that we can otherwise be like, we're cool, we're not cops. I mean, um, I'm not sure what exactly uh, would be a, a reasonable thing for you to be able to get out of something like that. Like you can... Roll non-narc. Hey, it's basically, I think, just going to be diplomacy when you're talking fair. to them. That's totally fair. To, to make an impression. Yeah. That makes well, sense. I think he was saying, like, to try to remember anything we might know about Parisians before we meet them. But it's, I mean, at the same time, the way that this party rolls, I, I would totally be fine with us just kind of... This is a... None th- of us have any idea who they are. Three-quarter <laughs> they charisma are, yeah. party in Brixby. Like, we got this. <laughs> or diplomacy party, I suppose. So, I mean... <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. Big stuff. Asher, what do you think? Um, yeah. Do you think we should bring them a chicken as is custom? Well, cu- custom in torch? <laughs> I'm going to just find a bird just in case. <laughs> You know what, that's a fair plan. 
Perhaps with some good survival rules, we could hunt down some wild game. Spend hours of time. <laughs> I was that was thinking just a, just a sparrow or something, but um, I'll keep an eye out for wild game. Uh, so d- do we want to put all of our cards on the table when we get there? It's not like a harrowing pun. That's like a legitimate, like, do we want to walk up and be like, there's a murderer in your midst and it may or may not be Evil Dave. Or do we want to, like, I don't know why we do that finger thing, but, or do we want to, you know, use guile. And do, like, the sonic boom? Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking to see Honda, but... <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> well, it seems like there's a decent chance they'd trust us more in the long run if we were honest, right? I mean, we don't have to put all the cards on the table. We could put 50 of them on the table. What if, instead of being quite that uh, forthcoming and saying that we believe there's a murderer in their midst, what if we just tell them we believe a member of their caravan is an imposter and leave it at that at first? I think if we lead off with the murderer thing, they may not work with us as well. Um, like, I think they may be more willing to uh, hear us out about just, hey, one of these people here isn't really a Verigian, rather than, hey, one of you guys is a murderer, like, because that's kind of, like, a th- this is actually... No, the, maybe yeah, I was going to say... Thing for him to say, because this is my own knowledge that... Uh, the Virigians tend to kind of get the short end of the stick when it comes to people thinking that they're criminals when they go around to places. Uh, I would. So I kind of don't want to lead off with like, hey, one of you killed me. <laughs> well, no, completely agree. And like, I, I also, I mean, we don't know that they're there. We don't know that if it's like a temporary cover. So like, this is just kind of a meta thing, but it's like, you know, we had a, kind of think about what the because you know we do not have definitive evidence that it's someone that's a version it could be someone that temporarily disguised themselves as a version to be down there like they did say my disguise but at the mm-hmm. same time you know yeah. it well that's why i think it might be good to open with we think there's somebody pretending to be one of you like maybe that'll get them to want to help us more yeah I mean, I'm down. I'm definitely not the... I'll just stay in the background and, and try to think, because that seems about right for the 20-8-ka <laughs> character. I wonder... Um, so we, we have the expectation that the technically spy speaks, or at least can read Androfen. I wonder if we can trick them into revealing themselves to some degree... Uh, by, I don't know how, but uh, Brixby is way smarter than me, the player behind Asher. Uh, but in some way of read it, writing something, and I don't know. I feel like a vanity t-shirt of like, if you can read this, blah, blah, blah. And then we just sense yeah. motive to see which guy... Yeah, uh, yeah a Charlie's... Which guy's eyes twitch, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, a Charlie's twofer twofer Tuesday that's in Androffin. So, like, they pick up the coupon and they're, yeah, no. It's something that's an offer they can't refuse. I like that idea. 
Yeah, or like say like that we mentioned that we found like tech nearby or something that might get one of them to break off and go try to look for it and just watch and see who goes there. We could uh, even, I mean, it, maybe I'm overthinking it, but we could even try and just say something in Androffin just casually intermix it in our uh, conversation. And if they make that like, wait, what did you just say face? Then we know it's probably not them. But if they're just like, gotcha. nod, uh-huh. <laughs> Aha, jacuzzi. I think, if if we do think that the, the, the technically spy speaks the language of the stars, I think we should hold on to that. I think we should get in. We should endear ourselves to whatever leadership possible. And I'm going to be honest, I'm still potentially on the fence about going in and saying that one of them may not be what they appear to be. Uh... It's pretty common knowledge that Varesians have very few friends in, in Galarian, just the way that they've been treated. It's, uh, it's unlikely that they're going to just rely on four very weird outsiders to potentially div in someone who's there. So I'm just saying we might want to start with something friendly and explore from there. And then if we get our suspicions, we pull out the Androffin card, maybe say, I know it's you. Or something like that, and uh, see if they respond. But I think maybe just going bearing gifts or some goodwill might get us further than bringing potential accusations. Do you think they have a farmer that is trapped by um, cr- a corn monster, and we could rescue them, or you know, not rescue them, but try and then bring back a souvenir like like that? We could bring them the head. We could take it back. But I, I'm pretty sure we offered that to Io. Well, this is a different. This is a different camp. Maybe they want. Maybe they want bad guy heads. <laughs> At the very least, we should offer. It's polite. I guess I could uh, always go for the old audition technique. I've been known to be tricked into doing a cultural dance alone. Perhaps this time <laughs> I could willingly do so as part of a. An effort to join their traveling gang could be fun. So let's head south towards the Virgin camp and wreck on this whole conversation is happening. No while we're talking or walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gonna toss a knowledge right. geography that's probably entirely not necessary, but because I like rolling d20s. Yeah, uh, Asher leads us into a not most direct route, but I got a natural one out of the way. A total of a nine. Uh, defensive rolling. <laughs> Asher walks um. into the bad water, and um, he comes out with 12 arms. But not where you'd think they'd be. Oh, no. They're all in your butt. <laughs> that just sounds like he can hold 10 more guns. Uh I, I rolled a 22 for handle animal. Can I find a small bird to give them? Um, I don't know that you can necessarily capture a small bird, but you can maybe hang out with one briefly. You can handle it real well. For <laughs> I can handle it. Uh, yeah. That's good enough. We'll it say I saw a bird and then tell them. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to tell those guys that we're cool. All right, thanks, bird. <laughs> Great. Solid, solid RP. Uh, en route to the camp. Uh, All right. Last thing before we roll up. 
Do we want to potentially pose as buyers for goods, services, arrow, something they might have? Uh, you all are much better at diplomacy, but uh, it doesn't take much sense if, to know that gold gets someone talking. What if we actually buy something and then we don't have to lie about yeah, it? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, good, good idea, big stuff. Go in, buy some scarves, some harrow, whatever. But just... Tchotchke? Yeah, no, I think that we may be overthinking the reason why we're there. Joni loves yeah. tchotchkes. <laughs> but perhaps we could convince them that, hey, we'd want to see what they can do, and we might want to see if they'd come to Torch for Sage's Torch Scott talent. <laughs> they can be the new opening act at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We have at least three plans. We'll be fine. Mm -hmm. All of which will yeah, go we well. Can, mm -hmm. I, I think we should. can we can we knock on a I don't know tent flap? At, at, where do they sleep? Well, if you um, approach Hedick's property from the road, I, the first thing you see is sort of like the, a little stout, um, maybe like three room house, like that faces the road, and then behind that there's like huge stacks of like cut wood and um untreated lumber and like maybe wood that's drying and stuff and it's all like carefully arranged and then there's um you know just a, a middle-aged human man uh bustling around through the things probably like dragging a um one of those big metal hooks to using one of those big metal hooks to drag a ridiculously large um log along and yeah he's, he's wearing really wide boots um, so you know who that probably is, but beyond that, in the sort of already cleared part of the lumberyard, you can see a few, like, um, covered wagons where the wheels have been removed, so they're sort of converted into, like, little cabins, basically, and there's, like, a ring of where they have, like, a, a fire and stuff, and it's a, a nice little campsite back there. What time of day is it right now? I think by now you're looking at like early afternoon. So still like daytime, like we're not yeah, walking up to them in the evening or anything. I wasn't sure how right. long between talking to the mother and then the walk out here and all that. So we're not yeah, like approaching think... as night falls or anything weird like that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's super quiet. Yep. Yep. yep Hark again. <clears throat> Hark. Which is, yeah, Kira will just, I, I don't necessarily, it's not to anyone. I think it's just, you know, it's what you say when you enter a tiny village. Um, I think Hedek will sort of stop what he's doing. Um, let the log fall on the ground and the big hook thing drop next to it and say, uh, uh, what could I do for you? I'm looking for a present for my mom. Do, do you guys have... Do you guys have tchotchkes? I got logs, mostly. Um, cut firewood that needs some seasoning if she wants to have a fire, like, next year. Or, um, not a lot of tchotchkes. Did you get lost? Uh, Maybe this is this is a lumberyard. Yeah, your old uh. point toward the little encampment. Like, are there tchotchkes over there? <laughs> he shrugs. goes, um... I mean, I guess maybe they might have Chosky's. I don't know. I, not my business. 
Uh, Kira nods confidently and then steps back. Like, All right, well, I've done my job. <laughs> you must be uh, the proprietor, Master Widefoot, I presume? Yep, that's me. Well met, sir. I'm called Asher, and my companions and I are a bit intrigued, to be honest, about the uh, group of performers, and we're hoping we might uh, greet them and see if perhaps, yes, we could find a gift for Kira's mother. Oh, well, you can see him from here. Ain't no business of mine, but thought I heard y'all had already gotten out of town. You know, we did do a bit of a jaunt to the north, to Purditon, but we have returned. Uh, and he, um, shrugs and goes like, all right, all right, ain't no business to mine. I don't say nothing to nobody. Um, you know, I'll help yourself to whatever. I'll be here if you need me. You know. Oh, wait, wait, it's, it's crazy that this is here, this, this, how long have they been here? I, I just, I, I assumed that all the shopping in town was all the shopping that was available. How long have you been hosting a caravan? Uh, they've been camped out there, uh, a couple weeks, um, I mean, people come here that occasionally pass through town, I let them use my space on the cheap. I ain't using it. Is it, it. normal for them to stay that long? Now, some some people stay one night, some people stay a while. It's no business of mine, as long as I make a little bit of silver off it. So, are there like a, a bunch all over your land right now? Did they all show up together? Are they like, God, I'm just not really familiar with this whole thing. I mean, this says, uh, he counts on his fingers. I mean, six, seven of them. It's just the one group. How do you, um, how do you collect rent? Does someone come and drop it off, or do you go get it? Is the same person every time? Nah, the the one with the mustache. He gives me the uh, money every few days. He's been good about it. Seems a good type. Does he seem like the tchotchke having yeah. type? And also, I guess, uh, do you know his name? Uh, Chachki guy? I bet it's Chachki guy. It's probably Chachki guy. I uh, call him, uh, what do they call him? Matei. Matei is his name. Um, I guess he's, I don't know, he's the boss. He drove the wagon in, and he's the one that pays me, so I guess he's the boss. I'm curious, have they performed at all here in Eidenvade? Do you know what brings them to this part of Numeria? Yeah, ain't none of my business. I mean, sometimes they do a little song and dance maybe at night to um, entertain themselves, but that's about it. just want to be like, is it a trustworthy mustache like a trustache or is it an untrustache like the, yeah, the, the like snidely whiplash like does he come <laughs> yeah. up and pay you your rent and then just twist his mustache and then giggle i'm not asking yeah it's like That's a sign the, leader, the guy in the top hat in the half cape <laughs> <laughs> and do they mostly keep to themselves or do they ever go out and 
explore the area. I, ideally, we'd catch them all here, uh, but I, you know, we don't really know their habits, I suppose. Nah, they come and go as as they please. I don't, sometimes they stay in all day. Sometimes they wander about the town. And maybe outside the walls. I don't know. It's weird Did- you want to know so much about these people. We're trying to Kid. find good quality tchotchkes, sir. <laughs> and how Kid. much music people play affects the quality of their tchotchkes? Is that a serious question? Of course. Of what? Of course. Yes. I never heard. Uh, they no play historically. music. Musical tchotchkes. We heard they were performers, but we didn't hear what kind. You said they play music. Nah, there's banging on things and strumming on things and dancing about. I don't know. Do any of them use hands or finger symbols? I've always liked watching people that use finger symbols. Give you a bit of a blank <laughs> look. I don't I don't know finger symbols from finger thimbles. I don't know. <laughs> Ain't none of my business. I just like this very direct line of questioning that ends in, does any of them use finger symbols? I like finger symbols. <laughs> like, it is... Uh, you you know how I feel about finger cut symbols. Cut to like a five-minute scene of ASMR finger symbols around <laughs> Halloween's head. Uh, and again, the person asking him this is like this weird, like... Because he's got his cloak on, so it just... He just looks like he has like the... Again, like... Uh, Aliens in a 1950s B-movie head (laughs) (laughs) just under this cloak. And he's got this weird, like, voice and he's just asking, like, oh yeah, I like music. Well, I certainly don't want to take up any more of your time. Admit we're rather excited by the newness of this experience, so kind of rambling a bit, asking a lot of questions, some Oddly specific, others more general, and all in all, we're just looking forward to heading down there with your permission. Dead? None of my business. You want to head down there? No skin off of my nose, as the as the fella says. <laughs> no the, the fella in the camp. No skin off fella? my wide feet. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, I mean. Don't give them any trouble. They're good folks. Even Evil Dave. Evil Dave got his <laughs> his own cross to bear, as the, <laughs> that same fella says. Are you an Evil, evil Dave friends? Mm, passing acquaintance at most, I would say. Yes, I hope Evil Dave's cross doesn't rub skin off his nose, as the man says. <laughs> Well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. I think we nailed it. Off. He's grumbling to himself about strange outsiders as he picks up his um, hook thing and goes back to dragon wood across the yard. How do they all know does. I'm an outsider? <laughs> Should we do the the thing? That you can do, Asher, to determine someone's inherent goodness. Oh, I thought that Dance. was dancing. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Certainly. Now this is the figure out who's evil dance. The evil dance? Yes, of course. The alignment dance, as they call it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm amenable. I, I think it's appropriate to determine, apart from Dave, who might be evil among them. If any. I mean, hopefully none of them. Although, to be quite fair, there's a possibility that even a technically expire might be neutral. It's true. Or that an evil person may not be the technically expire. I just think it might. It shouldn't be definitive, but it might give us a little bit of insight. Well, I'd have to be a good bit closer to do that, but I think it's fair enough. Can we, can we inch close enough for Asher to... Just cash, dance? get 60 Sorry, feet away, and dance? then do the, like, <laughs> like oh, just gotta stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think as you're closing in, probably, like, um, somebody... One of the, uh, what's it called, Varesians probably catches um, sight of you and maybe jogs over to the campsite casually, just as casual as can be, and... Um, let's mute that clearly the mustached man, um, know, um, that you're there. And then mute will kind of head over your direction. Um, he's like a big kind of burly, but like maybe a little bit heavy set guy, um, with just the most epic mustache that sticks off. It's, you know, sticks out beyond the edges of his face kind of thing, just immaculately waxed. And he's, he's wearing a, uh, scimitar on his hip and he's got like just sort of light armament on him um, but a generally friendly kind of face um, and he rubs his hands together as, as he starts walking towards all of you um, are you gonna cast the um, detect evil while being clearly observed <laughs> can we tell can we tell from this distance whether what is it Zach you said a a sus dash. I was gonna say an untrust dash, but a sus dash is even better. So, so good. <laughs> um, it's just as a as a move action. I concentrate on a person uh, or an object. Okay, so it's it's not like a um, spell equivalent. There's no like, like somatic. somatic no, I mean it is uh, as the spell, but it just says. Uh, as a move action, concentrate on a single item or individual within 60 feet and determine if it is evil, learning the strength of its aura as if having studied it for three rounds. Um, so I think I could just concentrate, you know, try to like, ooh, admire that mustache and then see if he detects as evil. Um, he doesn't detect as evil. Excellent. So he's hiding it. Kill him. <laughs> and as we keep approaching then I don't yeah. know if Asher communicates not evil or if there's any point in doing so he just, well, as he just he, no news is good news trust Ash trust Ash <laughs> trust Ash <laughs> <laughs> as the man oh. with as the man with the trust Ash um, heads over he'll sort of uh, rub his hands together and then hold one out uh, to shake, even though he's too far away to actually shake hands yet. But he's still approaching. You know, say, uh, hello there. Uh, to what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? Asher would uh, take the proffered hand and shake it and say, Good afternoon. We uh, are also out of towners and 
had a curiosity piqued by your traveling band and we're hoping to just sort of poke around in a friendly way, just kind of chat it up and say, hey, how's Numeria treating you? And also maybe, I know my friend Kira here was seeing if any of you had uh, uh, any hobbies of whittling or knitting or craft making. If you, on the side, were to uh, sell any of those wares, we'd love to peruse them. I'm Asher. Hmm. He shakes your hand kind of while maybe looking like right into Asher's eyes to sort of try to get a sense of him. He says, uh, I'm Matei, uh, well met. And I think he's going to roll just like a little sense motive on Asher's. We're just checking in on the outsiders. Maybe his eyes narrow a little bit and says, uh, well, um, I mean, what you see is what we got there. There might be a couple of us might have some doodads or tchotchkes or what's-em-call-its that might be willing to part with, but, um, something tells me something else has, has brought you here. You all have been in town for a few days now. Why, why show up today? Fair. You're, you're certainly an observant fellow, and I respect that. We had been in town for some da- for some time, but... I've been rather occupied with various tasks that we were helping out all Aldrin Ashworth at High Home and even the Elderman took a bit of a jaunt up to Perdyton, saved the world, etc. Uh, but now that we have some free time, before we departed Idenvay, we certainly wanted to not miss out on this opportunity. See, I come from rather far away. The continent of Garand, and I've never had the opportunity to really experience this cultural phenomenon. And I heard that you all play music, and I just love music. I, we couldn't leave without hearing it. It says, uh, oh, you did, did you? I'm not sure who gave you that impression. We haven't been doing any shows for anybody. It's just a little bit of a pastime some of the people get up to. And, um, you know, as, as you all are talking, I think a, a couple of the Varesians are sort of starting to emerge from the wagons and, and come back from where they're uh, been off doing their own thing and they're slowly kind of convening on the general area. Do any of them look like they're carrying anything tchotchke adjacent? Um, I mean, there's... Definitely, like, a lot of accessories between a lot of them. Um, they're fairly dressed in fairly bright colors and um, accessory-laden. Lots of um, jewelry on a couple of them, at least. And no belts of tchotchkes or, like, trays of tchotchkes in immediate sight. Um, but that you don't see anything about them that would preclude them from being the type of people who would have tchotchkes. Oh. <laughs> Nothing to say. These are definitely <laughs> not tchotchke people. No, you could, you could see, without stretching your imagination too far, uh, some of these people being enthusiastic about the tchotchke trade. Mm. So then as he's talking, I think Kira's standing, is like looking over his head at the people <laughs> sort of convening, um, half listening, uh, but will eventually like 
when he's in talking, just sort of wave. Hi, we're visiting and seeing if you have tchotchkes and musical performances. Uh, and then look back down at Hedek. And be like, um, it was, nope, not uh, Matai, that's it. Uh, it was our friend up the hill. He mentioned that you all did, you know, sort of like internal performance things sometimes. And if you don't want us to see, that's okay. But um, if you have like a, a mini presentation version, that would be cool. And like, you know, we just have so much discretionary income. After all this adventuring, we're just like wild rich and looking to spend it. This gold is literally burning a hole in my pocket. The gold isn't cursed or anything. It doesn't like eat pockets. They just they just heat it up for some reason. Right, yeah, it, it won't burn you. It's just, it's, it's just very hot. <laughs> no, I get it. It's just, it's not literal, right? It, it's a metaphor. C- no. Could you like explain that concept to somebody else in our group right now? This is like the first time in all of Numeria that I've run into somebody that I feel I could really succinctly explain. Analogy. It's. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> we were absent um, for that. No, I was here. Um, we can edit okay. this out. I just turned my video off so that I didn't have to blow my nose on Skype. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, that's fair. We should be charging them. Um, for <laughs> Beyond the feet tier is the nose glow tier. That's horrific. Um, although Beyond the Feet tier might be the name of my... <laughs> Worst selling autobiography. Beyond the feet here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you definitely get some um, attention from the assembled group, and by now there are um, seven total people, other than other than no, including Matei, seven total people. Uh, have sort of gathered around, and you definitely are seeing some looks of interest. There's like a, a two guys who are probably twins, but one of them looks sinister, and the other one looks nice. And evil Dave. <laughs> there's like um, does one uh, of them, does the sinister one have a goatee, and the other one doesn't? Yeah, it, it could be the same exact guy, except um, one of them has a goatee and like maybe An like, like a little face tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> An eye patch and a single teardrop <laughs> tattoo. So, and the other one's wearing all white. <laughs> and um, then, you know, there's looks like three women, four men. Um, and Matei sort Is of glances wearing back. One half of a set of hand symbols, or finger symbols. I mean, I keep saying hand. Uh-huh. I would say that's pretty <laughs> tough perception check if anybody wants to try it. Holding it forlornly in a hand. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. He's just got the one on the ring finger, not the one on the... the... You do not have detect eh. symbols at this level. Ugh. So. I'm a poorly built character, I but like I did roll great. a 17 for a 31 perception. That's much better. <laughs> wow. Wow, detect symbolism. <laughs> I would say with Brixbow's immaculate roll, you don't see any half sets of finger symbols. Uh, you do see that one of the women sort of has her, her hands hidden behind her back, and maybe she's like shifting her weight from foot to foot a little bit more than 
the others who seem to be more interested in the money that just got mentioned. Brixby uh, leans over to Asher and goes to whisper in his ear to lift his hat up to whisper in his ear and then realizes that's that's probably too familiar. Probably shouldn't do that and just, yeah, that one. I'm really impressed that Brixby is able to lean over into Asher's disc. Well, he's floating oh, on the a disc. disc. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a game changer. Welcome. <laughs> uh, Brixby mechanically dedicated like a feet? half of his feet to just being Yeah, the that same was a feat to do that. I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> well spent, <laughs> indeed. A, uh, Asher would casually the feet too. Uh, spend a kind of move action, just kind of looking at everybody. Uh, well, I don't know, Kira looks for tchotchkes or whatever just to get a, f- uh, a feel if any of them detect as evil other than Dave um, well I think the overwhelming aura of evil coming off of Dave <laughs> is kind of it's it's oh, mucking man. everything up you, yeah I mean I'm looking at the chart here and um, aligned creature 51 or higher uh, 51 hit dice or higher that's evil Dave yikes you are paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, I try to detect his evil. Feeble man. I think Asher just implodes. And he's gone. Yeah. Asher's brain just melts out of his ears at the sheer evil of evil. Too Dave. much evil. I like the implication. 51 hit that. So, like, is he uh, Asmodan? Yeah. Oops. But- hey, Rovagug. <laughs> Rovagug. How'd you get out of there, rough beast? Actually, it, no, it fits, because doesn't Avmadan have a twin brother that's a good guy? <laughs> it all fits. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think scanning through the crowd, you definitely get a faint whiff of evil off Evil Dave and uh, maybe another faint evil aura. Oh. From anyone in particular or just in oh. general? Or perhaps from that uh, nervous... Uh, lady that was nervous Nancy Asher uh, would just kind of look up to Matei and say well if it won't bother you at all and love to get to meet everybody I I certainly don't want to disrupt your time here but if we would spare a few minutes we just we know there's something special about your group but just can't quite put my finger on it. Um, well, I think Matei is going to say, oh, well, um, I gotta say, you, y'all you are making us a bit nervous here with this sudden interest, but um, if you're looking to spend coin, we might be able to make a, a bit of a deal. Uh, as I said, my name is Matei. Uh, young fellow over there is Sandor. The twins we got is uh, Dave and Evil Dave. Um, <laughs> don't mind Evil Dave, he's harmless. And then we got um, Alaris over there, and uh, he points at the, the woman who has detected as evil. Uh, Deline is another woman like on the outskirts, and Morella, uh, my wife, who's like the oldest of the three women uh, standing up near him. Hi, I'm Kira. I'm looking for a tchotchke for my mom. I would love to discuss with each and every one of you in great detail while my friends look around. Yes, 
I, I do apologize if we're making you nervous, really. We, we mean you no harm. Asher will smile and just kind of throw a diplomacy out there. Just kind of group, make a group impression. You know, hopnob. All the PF2 feats, he probably has those. Uh, I'll, I'll try to aid. <laughs> yeah. It's all aid. Halloween also smiles, and we get a minus two oh, no. for that. Actually, Alwyn uh, aids with a 25. <laughs> no, Alwyn stays remarkably still and quiet, but not in a creepy nice. way. Also, he's got his hood up. They can't see if he smiles. Got an aid from Brixbow with a 17 Ooh. for a 16. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do have... This is diplomacy? Nope. Kira does not aid. Uh, so that brings us up to just under Alwyn's roll with a 24. I think with the 24 and the general um, way the conversation's gone of you all offering to maybe buy some stuff that they've got kicking around or um, throw money around in general, I think Matei at least is seems friendly and um, can sort of break up their defensive huddle a little bit and everybody will sort of allow you into their fairly wide open space. Um and sort of show you around, like, point out, like, which wagon is which and um, show you like, their fire pit they have set up and the little area they have for cooking things. It's, it's a pretty modest um, camp. Uh, but... Question, does each person have an individual wagon or are there just, like, a couple that are shared? There's just um, two wagons that, that they okay. all... So, like, one for him and his wife, probably, and the other one for everybody else? Maybe. It's unclear, I mean, what exactly the the sleeping situation is, but... And, well, you can probably see that, like, they have bed rolls out for sleeping under the stars if they... Mm -hmm. If the weather's nice enough. I think which one do we break into and look for the, uh... (laughs) I mean, thankfully, we've got these wide-open spaces, so... Plenty of room to make a big mistake. (laughs) Goodbye, Earl. But, uh, <clears throat> Brixby leans over again to Asher. Sorry, I'm, I'm just kind of shy. It's, 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 they, they all travel together. Where are they from? Yeah, uh, Kira's tchotchke mission kind of gives us some pretense, at least. Uh, but, I mean,. Do we want to RP out the handshaking and helloing for the other six people? Sandor, Dave, Evil Dave, Alaris, Deline, and Morella? Sky Metal. <laughs> Very fast note-taking. Um, Alloin will actually take out, uh, rummages around in his robes a little bit, and takes out a ornately carved bone flute. And just kind of begins to play it. That uh, is a 17. Uh, perform wind. And he's just going to kind of stand off to the side playing that, like, just making music. <laughs> With the hood still up? Space girl from Space Ipanema. Ipanema. <laughs> Did you say it? As Alloin's off in the side playing the, the girl from Space Ipanema. Wow. On his bone flute. 
See, I was imagining the oh, cantina till... theme at this point. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing the head movements for it. He doesn't like you. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't like you either. What is an accomplished jizz wizard? <laughs> I'll call it a lively shopping remix. So here we'll go around and, I don't know, find anyone, not necessarily, not Evil Dave, with a nice piece of jewelry. Someone ideally closest to a uh, woman whose name begins with an L. Elaris. I am not a good, yes, note taker. Just hover around that person, be talking to someone else. Um, yeah, I think since you did come in search of tchotchkes, they, uh, a few of the people will produce like little, um, like they'll go in and find some stuff and maybe like bring out a little blanket to dump some like homemade crafts and stuff on. Uh, to spread out for you to look and uh, see, like, here's, like, a, a whittled goose. Here's, like, a little bobble-headed baby that they picked up in Nirmathos, which is where bobble-headed babies are from. And, um, maybe Morella comes out with a little, um, shelf of hummels, which are, of course, highly prized in Galarian, as they are here. Um, I think you probably will notice as this is going on and, and people are being friendly and, and introducing themselves and stuff, Alaris is kind of edging away from the crowd, kind of just like slowly making her way away from the general din of things. Brixby does a little elbow towards Asher, but also looks at Alwyn, considering Kira's off on their own, just Face gesture. I think still playing his music, he kind of, you can see him nod back to you under the hood. and <laughs> He's going to uh, kind of sway over, <laughs> like trying to not to look like he's following her. Just like playing the flute and going that direction backwards. I mean, like, what's the worst that could happen? Brixby if he just discs up to Alaris and is just like, do you lock music with the one finger symbol or not? Dude. I feel like... Perhaps you drop this. Like you drop the mic. <laughs> I feel like I talked to her. Maybe hang on to the symbol and for a second. I'd, I'd um, really if... love to play along with my friend. Do you have a matching pair? <laughs> Just keep doing that. Uh, Actually, mm, so Kira's sitting like with Marilla, I guess, at the blanket. It's like, my mom really likes music, just like my friend over there. Do you have any like handheld instruments? Small. A pan flute, an ocarina. <laughs> or one of those things. Yeah, maybe like a little mandolin or a balalaika or something. I'm not sure what you're looking for. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm looking like, like a percussion. Oh, like a, a castanet. We could perhaps fashion a castanet for you. There's plenty of wood lying around. Oh, could you? Yeah, I would love one fashioned. Or if you have anything lying around similar to a castanet, maybe? Uh, uh, Alaris might have a, a little set of uh, finger symbols. I haven't seen her playing them in the past couple of days, but uh, she did have them. Oh, perhaps you should she call already her sold over them. here and see. make sure she didn't. Uh, Alaris, Alaris, dear, 
Uh, she'll stop edging away. Um, say, uh, what is it? Uh, this this young lady was um interested in your finger symbols. Oh, um, I I threw them away. Um, I, I grew bored of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you threw them away. You when was that? Oh, roughly. ages, ages and ages ago. I couldn't ah, say. Yeah. Asher would just say, would just kind of nod sagely and then uh, say uh, in Androffin, uh, sorry to hear that. And I, I think she's going to um, pause for a second on, on hearing that. And um, then she clicks her heels together and she um, poofs out of existence and reappears about 100 feet away. And takes off running to the north. Please hold. Uh, Asher would begin giving chase because uh, he can spend a grip point to increase his land speed to 50 feet, allowing him to do a oh, no. uh, hundred feet around until he is out of grip points. Oh man! Fireball is 400 feet plus 40 per level. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> just sits there waits for two rounds and is like alright should we knit feels like we should knit hey All fun right. fact bone shaker is uh, at my current level 180 feet <laughs> hope you didn't bring your bones today <laughs> I threw them out ages ago I grew bored of them I grew bored I grew tired of them <laughs> Who needs bones these days, anyways? Yeah. Oh, no. what is character <laughs> Pulling out tokens for all of you so we can actually do initiative, and then I'm putting them on the wrong layer. Alright. So we're going to have to do this theater of the mind, because we are going fast here. Fast and loose. Alright. So what does Brixby have for initiative? <laughs> Old Brixby rolls a 3 for an 11. 11. How about Kira? Um, that is a 22. That's pretty fast. How about Asher? Also a 22, but I think Kira's bonus is higher. Asher's only oh, a plus five. five. Also. <gasps> uh, but I'm going to, I don't know what happens then, but Jeff can go because you Asher can, can run fast. You two can choose who goes first. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. And how about Alowin? Uh, Alowin got a, uh, 13 on the die for a 20. You're all looking pretty speedy right now. Hilaris only got a 9 initiative. She got a bad, bad roll. Oh, wow. To she start the night. Trouble. So, um, to set the stage, uh, she just basically teleported to the front of, um, what's it called? To the front of the uh, lumber yard and took off running down the street to the north. Um, Asher just spent a grit point to run a solid 100 feet and basically cover the entire distance uh, between the two of them, so Asher is pretty much caught up to her. Everyone else is about 100 feet away, and Asher's up first. Okay. Uh, Asher is up first, and I think he's going to vamp, install, and 
not be prepared for this situation. Now I'm trying to see. Could scoot an unattended object. <laughs> <laughs> this is good content. Keep it all in. Uh, Asher will uh, attempt to trip her. All right. And that feeling when you have to look at the actual scale of the town map to see how much ground you're covering in it. <laughs> All right. You can roll against her CMD. Yeah, I don't have a sky medal for this, but I don't know if it would matter if she could. I don't know how. I don't know the. I can't get a, a good knowledge engineering on her boots ATM. Uh, that would be a 24. With a 24, Alaris goes tumbling to the ground. Yes. Uh, whew. Well, that's that's a standoni. Uh, so I think for his move, he would just move to be in front of her. And can't use an action yet to try uh, to do more than just use words and say, Please don't try and run off. We'd really like to have a moment of your time. Right. And uh, that brings Kira up. Uh, I think Kira's just going to double move. Does that get uh, like 60 feet? Um, um, probably, yeah. Yeah, I think with my armor and all that, it's going to be 60. Uh, yep. <laughs> Shout ahead to Asher. I'll be right there. Just like, yeah, you're, you're doing great, buddy. Um, yeah. I mean, I would try throwing Kingsley after her. Uh but I don't, uh, I mean, you know, Kingsley's small, Kira's got a decent arm, but I don't want to lose my scorpion. So that's me, just a quick double move. All right, um, let's see, Alowin. Uh, Alowin is also just going to double move up. What's your movement speed? Uh, minus 30. All right, well, <laughs> Bricks is going to look left, going to look right and not see anybody that he can touch in Dimension Door all the way up to where this person oh. is down. Oh, would he have said that? No, no, because unfortunately I'm, I'm playing it because I'm really low in the initiative, so he wouldn't have shouted that out. Because I was going to say, because I had something I wanted to do when I was closer to her, but I need to be within like 40 feet of her that I can cut her movement speed in half in case she tries to run again. And like Bricks hasn't cast the spell so that's fair. Yeah, so I guess he wouldn't tell any of us that because he doesn't know if it's going to so he's So he'll also just double move to keep pace with Alwyn. But before he does, he turns back to um, Unsustash and goes, uh, Trust us, she's not one of you. And then disks away. <laughs> and then today um, we learn that they are all technically spies. <laughs> they all run And she is one of them. Oh my God. Uh, so Brixby's pulled up even with um, Asher. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, with Alwyn. With Alwyn. Because uh, I moved oh, the double. Alwyn. So 60 on the disc. Okay. Okay, so he... Okay. I decided to not DD. Because I would have taken the whole party with me, but it seems like kind of a waste to just bring me up. All right. Well, on um, Laris's turn, um, she's going to say, I don't know who you are. You should have just left me alone. And she's going to roll to cast defensively. <laughs> she got it. Um, so I do need a will save from Asher because she doesn't know that this is pointless. Oof. 
Uh, 26. Kind of a tweener. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just look at this spell, because I don't always cast this spell. Um, so Asher is covered in golden sparkles of glitter and oh. visibly outlined, but he is not blinded as he did pass the save. Um, and then after that, she clicks her heels together and poofs 100 feet away. But it's still prone. Um, still, still on the ground. Um, and let me just roll something real quick. Ooh, ooh, brutal. I hope that's a D, D whatever number of rounds until she can use that thing again. It was a bad roll for her, I'll tell you that much. The damage she takes oh. for using it. <laughs> Asher is up. All right. Uh, Asher is... Yep, he's going to spend another grip point to be able to move a total of 100 feet. Uh, while he is running, he is going to uh, charge mechanically and draw his plus one light hammer because your boy needs to threaten. Uh, and we'll go ahead and just swing it at her. This is fun. It's hammer time. Yeah, that's a 21. Uh, that will hit. I don't even have this like on my sheet anymore. I think it's just a D4 for a light hammer. Oh, nope, there it is. Yeah, it's a D4. <laughs> because it's a plus one. Uh, and my strength is a minus one. This is a D4, baby. Oh, it evens out. Yeah. Max four points of damage. <laughs> All right, you have hurt her. I did not want to do that, but you won't stay put, please. We can talk about All this. All right, Kira. So I think having seen um, that Asher tried to stop her and she didn't stop, um, and now Asher's attacking, uh, like, oh, shoot, okay, sorry, um, and we'll go ahead into a rage, which level eight includes haste, which I think should give her enough speed to catch up in just movement, um, and then try to, I would love to try some sort of tackle option. Um yeah, so you actually can't quite get to her on a charge with haste. Um, okay, I will move, double move again. Let's with, see, does that give me 60 feet, or 90 feet total, or 120? 120 total, right? I mean, that would, I think that's, that is how, yes. Yeah, so that gets you up to 180 feet. Okay, uh, that's me. All right, um, Alwyn. Uh, Alwyn is going to turn next to him to Brixby and say, how strong do you think she looks? <laughs> uh, well, if you wait, I can get us closer and we can find out. That might be better than what I had in mind. Uh, and he is then going to uh, delay his turn. All right. Uh, All right. That, that's me, Brixby. My turn. Next. <laughs> Brixby is going to uh, move action, pull out his rapier, and standard action, uh, put his hand on uh, Alwyn, speak a word, and they boof right onto the other side of Asher and uh, Alaris. 
using Dimension Door, one of his new fourth level spells. Uh, and once we're right near them, uh, I would like to take my turn that I delayed. All right, back in initiative. Okay, uh, he is going to look at her, and you hear him say something like weird and whispery, and she needs to make me a will save. Um, is it an enchantment? It is, in fact, an enchantment. It is an enchantment charm emotion mind effecting. Alright. Um, not a very good roll. We're looking at a 17. Uh, that is one under what she needed to get. DC 18. Uh, she has just been hit with Haze of Dreams, and it is going to... If you fill an enemy's head with Waking Dreams, uh, while in this strange dream state, the target moves at half its normal speed, which also affects its jumping distance. So she can only move half speed until uh, this wears off, which is one round a level based on my caster level for this class that is uh, five rounds she can only move half speed alright that is rough for her alright so she is I'm gonna just move some tokens around so here. she is approximately flanked like that uh, yeah oh wait I don't see the tokens uh, we're over on the side by on the, the right. bottom oh, uh, bottom right eh. corner <laughs> Yeah, no, that's about right. And and she, like, transported from prone, right? That was her deal? Because she never saw Yeah, she's still prone. Yeah, it seems like it happens instantly when she clicks her heels. She doesn't have to be standing or anything. All right. Um, that comes up to her turn, and she clearly uh, looks confused and a bit panicked to now be surrounded and she says to you you've all made a terrible mistake and you you'll live to regret it but not for very long now roll to cast offensively once more oh no i don't know if she got it oh she did she got it exactly she winks out of existence um and then you don't know what she does and asher is up asher will draw the auto grapnel as his standard action because he has to retrieve it from his pack uh, and then say, can one of you two do that sparkle magic see if we can locate her and that's his full turn alright, Kira you're up you're 20 feet away from the rest of the party but the ostensible bad guy has disappeared um, can I roll anything? Mm, I guess I can't see her. Is there anything that I can roll to see if I can and switch direction she might have gone? Percept anything? Um, I think you can roll perception against her stealth to figure out where she is, right? It is a really high. Yeah, notice it. Yeah, it, it's going to yeah. be tough. You could just uh, attack the square that she was in and hope she's still there. She was prone, and she used her standard action. If she didn't click her heels, she might just be sitting there in that same spot. Yeah, I don't know if I want to move over there in case... Oh, I forgot you're not next to us, yeah. ...someone else to not be there. But yeah. um, I, I also just only saw the icons. It, what, mm, was she moving toward where Kira was before she disappeared? She was um, on the She ground. was moving further away. <laughs> okay. I, she's so, only been like disappearing and reappearing. 
Right. Okay. So my last move, I would wanted to like get in front of her with my two moves. Was I able to do that? No, she was too far away. Um, okay. Because you only got to 180 feet, and they were 200 feet, basically. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, well, then, yeah, I'll move up again. And it may as well be a double move. I don't think I'm doing anything else with that. Unless you wanted to do the single move and try and kick the ground or whatever on arm strike. Eh. In case she's still there. <laughs> I yeah, no, that feels that feels care appropriate. Um, Kira runs up, and it's just well, well, just in case, and yeah, just a real quick, real quick ground punch at where she was. All right, um, roll the hit. Hey, that's a twenty. Uh, uh, natural or natural twenty? Yeah, not uh, with um, unarmed strike. Uh, well, 31. roll to confirm and also roll concealment. Confirm. Confirm is a twenty-nine, and then concealment is sad. Like, gotta get over fifty. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Uh, oh, uh, seventy-three. All right. Well, the good news is that it would be a confirmed crit, probably, but you'll never know because you punch nothing. <sighs> punch it super hard, though. Yeah, you punch the ground and leave a really satisfying den. Yeah. Like okay, she's not there. Just like craters out. <laughs> uh, okay, that's me. I'm caught up with the party. I can. Can I move myself? Uh yeah, you should be able to. Right. Just, well, yeah, I'll stand over here with Azure. All right, Brixby. Oh, this is this is rough because there is no way that I could. Glitter dust, which I have one prepared today, our group, <laughs> and like run the risk of blinding somebody at the same time. Now, chances are I wouldn't blind everybody, and I could. Well, I mean, we don't know that she's a hundred feet away. Like in, in my meta conception, she is invisible. Yeah. She cast invisibility on herself and then stood up, and then Kira bailed on the high side of the concealment. So like, I mean, Brixby would not, there's no way that he could speculate a yeah. hundred feet away from here. She could be in but, the fall. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. Brixby's gonna delay until after Halloween um, and, and put us back in original order. So Brixby's gonna hold this turn. Oh, All right, Alwyn. You know what? He's just going to cast. He's just going to say, uh, "Everyone, cover your eyes." <laughs> Actually, no. With that, no. He's not going to do that. He wouldn't be that stupid. Uh, he's just also going to delay. He's going to say, "I don't think she's here anymore." Brixby's going to be that stupid. Her. I'm going to be that stupid. Sorry, everybody. I'm <laughs> casting glitter dust right on where we are, uh, right in between Asher and I. Brixby lets out a sorry, but uh, y'all strong, and he lets it go. Let's let's get will saves from everybody, starting with me. Yeah, for all we know, she's got a swashbuckler level and could kip up as a swifty, and then mm -hmm. she's somewhere within thirty feet. But it's it's worth giving it a try. So I pass my own will save. I am not currently blinded. Uh, Jero is not currently blinded. The DC is 17. Meets beats. How are you looking, Kira? All good. Good. All right. Well, Laris appears, uh, still on the ground. Looks like she crawled five feet 
uh, to the right after disappearing, and she is invisible but covered in sparkles. And you can see her. Yay. All right, that's my contribution. Al. It's <laughs> <laughs> just some wiping his eyes. And Alowin, you are up. Uh, Alowin is going to say, I'm not a fan of you trying to get away over and over and over. And he is going to cast another spell that might be a little annoying for us to have to wait for it to be done, but should mess with her casting real nasty for her. Uh, so give me another uh, will save. She's been rolling very badly. Is it enchantment again? Uh, it is an enchantment. It is a compulsion mind-affecting enchantment. All right. That is an 18 this time. Uh, would that be meets beats for you or for me? For, for them. So they, for the saver. Okay. So she does save then, unfortunately. Uh, that will be his turn. He'll kind of right, go. I don't think it worked. And that's his turn. Well, she is in a terrible spot here. So I think what she's going to do is click those boots one more time. Just roll. Let's see what we get here. One moment. All right. And she reappears only um, 10 feet away so um just basically moved i can't i don't have enough space on the map because of where we put her but she basically went diagonally 10 feet away and then she stood up and that's her whole turn okay um asher kind of winces as he pulls the trigger on the auto grapnel since she is well within the 30 foot range (laughs) it is about to cable her in the worst possible hawk tie uh, this is just brutal. Yeah, you know what? Should make it brutaler. Let's swift action smite evil to get a bonus <laughs> on the to hit. Not for the damage, just the to hit, but Poor Alaris. Poor we'll see. Go to her eyes. Her her poor her memoir is gonna be just gut wrenching, and Asher will feel V bad about it. Okay, gang, no problem. Seventeen on the dice, so uh, with the smitey do, we're in the uh, we're in the 30s. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Okay, so the good news is the tiny spurs have lanced out and anchored the spike in place. Uh, can hold up to 500 pounds of Ow. weight. Uh, and she actually weighs about 550. <laughs> hey, you know she she carries <laughs> it really well. <laughs> She's made out of dark matter. <laughs> uh, and we're looking at. Uh, I think it's 16 points of damage. I've uh, played this character in a year and a half. It's only 12. Oh. Well, that's basically enough. All right, well, she didn't like that at all. Fair. Um, She doesn't get moved this turn, or? Uh, no, I can uh, retract it later, but it's a f- slow firing, so it's a full round. Alright, uh, Kira, you are up. She is um, currently impaled on a hook shot. Yikes, yeah. Uh, well, Kira not wanting to add injury to insult, or you know, insult to injury, I guess, is the more accurate way. I'm just, she's just gonna jog over and re-attempt to grapple now that they're close enough. 
just the gentlest grapple. Like, I'm really sorry about the hook inside of you, uh, but I do need to make sure that you can't run away or hurt my friends. Is that a C, C, M, P? Um, sorry, what, what was she doing? I'm going to grapple. I will take whatever, if she can. I, I assume she can opportunity attack with a hook in her side of her. Yeah, it'll be a CMB. She doesn't actually have a weapon out. Well, she all can are monsters. punch me. <laughs> uh, it's actually not great, but with raging, it might work out. Uh, you said, um, so I, I roll CMB. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 21 to grapple. Uh, she is grappled with a hook in her. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, and a new level eight thing. Let's see. Uh, Raging Grappler. I don't think it matters this round. Deal. No. I can't. I have the option to deal damage, but that's okay. I won't do that. Um, All right. And then, yeah, the next part won't come around until her. she makes a check. So just, can you please stop trying to run away, please? Thank you. Uh, and that'll be my turn. And Brixby, you're up. You might not be trying to deal damage, but I am. And so Brixby rolls on the disc into the flank with the now grappled enemy and is going to roll to hit with that rapier. That is a dirty 20 versus their grappled AC. So aggressive. Uh, Yeah, that will hit. All right, well, let's see what the old rapier does. Ah, shoot, that's three minus one. Oh, wait, I have 46 of sneak attack at this level. I should probably roll that too, huh? Okay, so in addition to that two, there's also a 19 level. Wait, actually might. So that's that's 21 points of damage. <laughs> With two sixes, a four, and a three off the die. Beautiful. She didn't like that at all. Sorry, sorry. I'm up. And that's Crispy's turn. That Alowin is up. Uh, what would be the role to try... What's the... I know there is like a part of a grapple to like rest an item out of somebody's hand but would be the role to like try to pull her shoes off (laughs) disarm combat maneuver (laughs) yeah i don't think like i know there's disarm would would that be what it would be like no (laughs) no definitely i I think (laughs) an equipped item like that i don't think that you yeah you can't take it off in combat uh Quick element. Uh, well, I feel uh, like so he's just going ankles. to again attempt to cast the spell he attempted to cast last time. So uh, give me another will save. All right. Uh, natural 20. That's all he can do. You don't want to use a combat spell because I want to kill her. On her turn, she's got a hook in her. She's being held by a giant half orc. And she just got sneakily stabbed by a flying rat. So um, she's going to say, all right, all right, I give. And I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night, night, Boots. Sam. Night, Sam. Oh, and you too, Sam. Good night, Sam.
machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Forgotten how to start the show. Welcome back to. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Let's go. You nailed nailed it. Yeah. It's like it was exactly a month and ten days. That's that's so much more time than no time. Now I want to go watch the jerk. I'll be back in like an hour (laughs) forty-five. We can cut that entire conversation. We got to fill like ten more minutes of airtime. Gotta look that up now if you can yank a magic item off somebody. I feel like the incredulity re-taking off the shoes is is not needed. Like Pathfinder has a rule for literally everything. Find out there's not one for pull-off shoes is not it's not nothing.